Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone, and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. The Daily Tech News Show is brought to you by its global listener base, not outside organizations. To find out how you can contribute, go to dailytechnewsshow.com slash support. This is the Daily Tech News for Thursday, April 3rd, 2018 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And on May 3rd, 2018, I'm Sarah at Studio Feline. Hmm. And I'm Justin Robert Young in Oakland, California, also on May 3rd. Uh, I am also now caught up and I'm on May 3rd. What day is it, Roger? Uh, May 3rd. <laughs> yeah. May 3rd. I'm, I, I, I have no... No excuse. He got you, Tom. He got you. He burgundied me, and I fell no, for it. It's because gotcha journalism. <laughs> well, you have shamed me. Time, time to put the maypole back in the closet. Let's right. not be gauche. Hey, in two days at Cinco de Mayo, we'll all laugh about this. Exactly. Ah, yes. Happy Trace de Mayo, everyone. Let's start with a few tech things you should know. Google says its assistant can now control more than 5,000 smart devices, which is up from 1,500 compatible devices back in January and starts to close that gap between Google and Amazon, the latter of which still works with more smart home gadgets. Voice-controlled functionality for brands like Dish's set-top box, The Hopper, and Logitech Harmony Remotes and others will start rolling out for Google Assistant this month. Meanwhile, Amazon announced in-skill purchasing for its AI assistant, which I won't name. You're welcome. So a creator of a skill can sell content to a user. Both one-off purchases and monthly or yearly subscriptions will be available. With the transaction handled inside the skill via voice on the Echo or third-party Alexa compatible. I said it. I'm sorry. Get <laughs> Developers get 70% of the price. I know. I'm sorry, too. Uh, uh, developers will get 70% of the price paid by users, and Amazon will get the other 30%. Amazon's also adding the ability for sellers of goods and services to get paid through the voice assistant that is uh, uh, created by Amazon using Amazon Pay. Ah, so they can make money on the Echo. Great. Goldman Sachs yeah. is launching a Bitcoin trading operation, the first of its kind. Sort of. Goldman will trade Bitcoin futures contracts, not actual coin, on behalf of clients. Goldman's also going to create its own more flexible version of a future known as a non-deliverable forward, 
That doesn't sound like something that will get you in trouble. Goldman executive Rana Yarid tells the New York Times that the firm believes Bitcoin doesn't have the characteristics of a currency and a number of clients want to hold it as a valuable commodity. Yeah, similar to gold. Hmm. Hey, how about that? Goldman Sachs just... Can't beat them, join them. PocketCast has been acquired by a collective group that includes NPR, WNYC Studios, they make Radio Lab, which is one of my favorite podcasts, WBEZ Chicago, and This American Life. PocketCast will operate as a joint venture between the new owners, Philip Simpson and Russell uh, Ivanovic, who for- formed Shifty Jelly, which is the developer of PocketCast, among other things, in 2008, will have unspecified leadership roles. We also don't know the sale price at this time. Hey, man, th- those those folks, Philip and Russell, are awesome. And so is all their team. They've been very kind to me in various shows over the year. They have a great product. Uh, couldn't happen to nicer folks. So good job. Yeah. Uh, Twitter told 330 million users to change their passwords after a glitch exposed some passwords in plain text on its internal network. Twitter said it had no indication the passwords were misused, but encourages the change just as a matter of caution. All right, let's talk a little bit more about one of the most dominant tech companies in the world, Justin. Indeed, Tom. Xiaomi filed its initial public offering in Hong Kong, reportedly seeking to raise an an American $10 billion on an American $100 billion valuation. That's a lot of scratch. That would make Xiaomi China's third biggest technology company after Tencent Holdings and Alibaba Group. Meanwhile, Xiaomi also partnered with CK Hutchinson to make their phones available in Europe through three groups through three group stores in Austria, Denmark, Ireland, Italy, Sweden, and the UK. Non-phones will also be sold in stores in Ireland, the UK, and the Netherlands. Xiaomi already sells its full line in Espana. Spain. Uh, yeah. So a, a while back, we thought Xiaomi might kind of fall out uh, of the race. Uh, it was looked like they were having problems, but then they, they got their momentum back in India, now taking on Europe, uh, and they have plans for the U.S. as well. Being a Chinese company, uh, that's, that's ambitious, right? Uh, certainly so. And, and it just shows you kind of where how commoditized the phone market, uh, the, the smartphone market is. And uh, if you look at, you know, pair this headline with all the consternation about Apple's earnings before they came out and, and still some of the lingering wonders about exactly how much uh, you know, we should expect from the top end of the smartphone market. This is not a luxury good anymore. Uh, you are going to see this continue to be commoditized. Yeah. And I, I think you'll, you'll see Xiaomi continuing to play both ends of the market, both the mid-range and, and the, uh, the high end. Let me tell you a little bit about the 1996 Congressional Review Act. It gives the United States Congress the power to reverse any federal regulation by passing a joint resolution of disapproval within 60 days of the rules enactment. So let's say, I don't know, the FCC passes something. They have 60 days. Congress can overrule it. On May 9th, Senator Ed Markey will introduce a joint resolution to roll back the FCC's order that removed the 2015 Open Internet Guidelines. The CRA, Congressional Review Act Procedures, are a bit arcane, but simplifying them down, they allow a vote to pass with a simple majority, sidestepping going through committees and avoiding filibusters. Right now, 49 Senate Democrats and Republican Senator Susan Collins are on board, 
They think they might be able to get Republican Senators John Kennedy or Dean Heller to flip. That would get them to pass it in the Senate. But it's less clear in the House of Representatives if a majority is possible. Even if all the Democrats support it, which isn't necessarily a given, the resolution would need 25 House Republicans to support it, too. And then after all that, the president probably would veto it. Uh, all right. Uh, some, some quick rules of the road here. Number one, the time on this, the timeline on this will prevent the fact that even if there is a wave in Congress and you do get more of a Democratic majority or you do get a Democratic majority in the House, if not the Senate, uh, uh, that will not come in time to be able to do something like this. But ultimately, like Congress itself, that was a lot of words for not a lot of actual meaning. Uh, this is something that even if it happens, the best thing you could say out of it, because it would almost certainly be vetoed, is that at least people are talking about this, at least congressionally. This is something that uh, uh, representatives and senators want to spend their time on. I wish that they would spend a little bit more time on, you know, a, a congressional resolution itself. Like that an actual bill, like an like actual law. Yeah, would do something instead of a protest vote that will almost certainly go nowhere. But hey, we can't get everything we want in life. Yeah, I, I think the conventional wisdom is they know they won't win in the end, but the farther they can push this ball, the more into public consciousness it comes. Generally, surveys have shown that 70 plus percent of Republicans support net neutrality under the old guidelines uh, and, and definitely like 80 percent plus of Democrats support it. So it's the old guidelines are very popular. Overturning them is not. Uh, and so I think the idea is, hey, if we push this into public consciousness, it'll put more pressure on the con congressional representatives themselves. And maybe that'll help us get the momentum to actually pass a law, even if this resolution doesn't do it. The one thing that that, that uh, FCC decision did do is at least give some handles for politicians to understand how people are interested and respond to this because there was such a negative reaction to the FCC. So. At the very least, I mean, this is something that isn't going to have legs, not because it's controversial and not because it's really even on any kind of ideological lines. It's more just because a lot of these people don't know what the Internet are is and have little to no idea of how they would want to fix it, even if they had the gumption to move it forward. Yeah. Google Pay is now rolling out on the web for shopping transactions on Chrome, Safari, and Firefox, no matter the device, says Google, which also includes iOS, so iOS browsers, any browser that you use on iOS. Users can check out with a new Buy with Google Pay button on shopping sites. Users of Google's Advanced Protection Program can also now access that data on iOS native apps as well. Well, this is so cross-platform. It, it's, it's like the olden days. Yeah. You know, number one, I think this is Google at its best. Uh, their web services are very often kind of beyond compare. Uh, their UI is usually very good. It's very smart. Uh, uh, this is a, a good move. And also, look, the, the future of this kind of payment uh, uh, where you are uh, as frictionless as we have ever been by its very nature kind of has to be as cross-platform as possible. So you're not thinking I'm going to be using this and not that. Well, and Google Pay, formerly Android Pay and Pay with Google that got married and had a baby or whatever. But like, can you imagine being on iOS on, you know, some shopping site? Let's say I'm going to try to buy something and I want some frictionless payment uh, option. It says like, 
Android Pay, I'd be like, oh, well, I can't click on that. It's not going to work. Yeah. So this all makes a lot more sense just as a branding uh, from a branding perspective. But, you know, it works with debit, credit cards, PayPal transactions, and I'm all for it. Yeah, you know, and yeah, that's the other thing is that Google really is coming from behind the eight ball because when you think of Google, you don't think they definitely have my credit card unless you are already in their ecosystem for something in the way that Amazon and Apple, I know those guys have my credit card. Yeah, and, and you, people may be surprised now that Google Pay is all unified that they do have some payment information because, oh, right, I rented something on YouTube or I paid for Google Play Music or I bought a Pixel. You know, it's now all part of that same system. HTC tweeted a picture of a phone, uh, sorry, of a phone parts, rather, with the phrase, coming soon, a phone that is more than the sum of its specs, and the date of May 23rd. Meanwhile, Sonos sent out invites to a June 6th event in San Francisco with a picture of multiple remotes with the phrase, you're better than this. (laughs) 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 So... The the the, the best all, guess. The, the specs are the sum of the phone, HTC. But okay, no, not that, not the HTC phone. It's going to have like crazy cool cameras because that's new. But uh, that's a spec. Well, I, I think this is this is there to say uh, one of the common complaints about Android phones or, or some of the uh, of Android variants is, is that these are just a list of specs. They don't really work well together. And many of these features will be things that you use once and then you'll see used better in an Apple device two years from now. Uh, This is them trying to go against that grain and say, no, we have one cohesive, awesome product. Whether or not it will be that, uh, we'll see. Yeah. So so they'll have like a really, you know, supposedly the leaks are saying 12 and 16 megapixel cameras, 8 megapixel front camera, but they'll say our algorithms our ai our software will make it easier and better and then they'll do the same thing they'll have the squeeze option uh that they always have so yeah uh well as a as an owner of a, a two sonos ones which are the yeah. smart speakers uh that work with amazon's you know her yeah uh, I, I very much hope that i can now control my television and everything uh via my speaker that sits right next to my tv i don't know um but i assume that that's what they're going for something that's voice controlled i I think this is very very smart for them to get into uh the so when you think of how to unify the best sound with the best features you think of sonos which you know, took them long enough. <laughs> I think that they kind of sat, uh, they, they they sort of rested on their laurels because they had such great sound. And back in a, when apps were new, it was a fairly easy way to tie all these speakers together and control them. But I think they kind of had had a, had a good snooze that they're, they've, they've thankfully w- woken up from. You know, I was really hoping that IO would include Google Assistant coming to my Sonos speakers. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, I'm not saying that that couldn't still happen, but it doesn't look likely at this point, even though that was the promise, which is part of the reason that I sprung for a more expensive speaker that it might be AI Assistant cross-platform. I mean, there's no reason that this announcement on June 6th might not have Google Assistant and Amazon voice service. That's what Sonos has been saying. Maybe they'll you're say right. like, yeah, no, whatever right. you want to use, it's going to be in there. You're right. I, something you're better than that. I don't know. I maybe you're better I'm, than this means all those remotes. You're not going to need them because the new Sonos with the voice assistant will take care of it. But that could go either way. Could exactly. Or One would think that if it was Google Voice, uh, Google's voice assistant, because a lot of us are waiting for that. You know, like hey, any day, let's do this. That there'd be more of a, um, you know, some some keywordage, but 
Maybe they're just being coy. Well, well, if they're going to do both, that's why they would avoid the keywordage. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model in the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Stupid announcements. Just tell us. Just tell doing. us. Don't yeah, tell us you're going to tell hey, us. Quit, no. quit but don't not tell us when you're going to announce it. <laughs> All right. The already. Co-founder and CEO of Cloudflare, Matthew Prince, tweeted that AT&T appears to be actively preventing access to Cloudflare's alternate domain name server 1.1.1.1. Uh, threads on Hacker News, Reddit, and DSL reports all contain reports from AT&T customers who say that after a forced firmware update, the Cloudflare public DNS no longer works through their router. People are debating whether it's a bug or an intentional block. Hat tip to Xtasy Jam, who posted this to our subreddit. Uh, it does seem to be very likely to be a bug. Because 1.1.1.1 was used as kind of a garbage DNS for a long time. And Cloudflare's big deal when they launched this was, hey, we know this was a garbage address. We'll still route all your garbage stuff uh, away. That's fine. We're not worried about that. We can handle it. We're Cloudflare. But we'll also provide domain name system. So my guess is there's something in that AT&T firmware that is messing with that because they're using it as a throwaway address. Uh, But it's been going on since early April and AT&T yeah. hasn't fixed it. And I think that's why Matthew Prince from Cloudflare says, well, look, it seems like they're doing it on purpose at this point. So what, what would be the arguments for them doing it on purpose? I, that's the part that doesn't make sense because they're yeah. not blocking nine dot, quad nine. They're not blocking Google. There's all these other open DNS from Cisco, other open DNS servers, public DNS servers, rather, uh, that they're not blocking. Why would they block Cloudflare? That just doesn't make any sense. Someone needs to ring up Albert AT&T and... Figure that one out. <laughs> Watson, come here. We need you to figure this out. 
Hey, folks, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, be sure to subscribe to Daily Tech Headlines, available on the Amazon Echo, Google Home, the Anchor app, and at DailyTechHeadlines.com. Wall Street Journal sources say Amazon has been inviting people to a New York office for 3D body scanning. What? Mm-hmm. Come to our Manhattan office. <laughs> we'll 3D body scan you. Why would they do this, Tom? Well, because they want to get data on your body and how it changes over time. In fact, it's a 20-week period, according to the Wall Street Journal, and participants have to be scanned every two weeks for 30 minutes. Now, why they would want to be doing that probably has to do with the fact that they bought the startup Body Labs in October. Body Labs software scans shape and motion. The old Body Labs website promoted it as something that could be used for games, kind of like a motion capture thing, but also for fashion in figuring out what clothes would fit you. And Amazon is expected to become the number one apparel retailer in the United States this year. Right now, it's second to Walmart, which has an 8.7% market share. Uh, But Amazon would like to sell you more clothes. And one way to do that is to tell you, hey, it's going to fit because we scanned your body. And this is the number one reason that I don't buy clothes online very often. Uh, Tom and I were talking before the show earlier today where it's like, you know, shirts for the most part, it's like, I mean, I'm a small person. It's like, usually I'm just extra small, everything. But when it comes to other things, shoes, pants, like there are certain things where it's like, nah, you just got to try it on beforehand because most of the time it'll be a waste because it won't fit quite right. A 20 week period where somebody is scanning my body, let's say I was a participant in the study. I get it. And I, I like the idea of like very gradual changes that just sort of, you know, happen to people. And that's probably most of the time what's going to happen. But let's say somebody was also participating in, you know, some ketosis diet, right? And maybe they're buying that stuff on Amazon too. And Amazon can get a pretty good sense of, you know, if I were doing that, how my body shape and, and weight and size might change over a 20 week period, you can get a lot of data, especially with people who are like, ooh, God, you know, I mean, things have changed a lot. You know, I don't want to buy some online. If Amazon can pinpoint mm-hmm. um, how bodies change, this starts to get really granular in a cool way because I, I want to buy clothes online. I hate going shopping, but I just don't want to buy uh, to, to get stuff in a box that's not going to fit. And all of this is awesome and amazing if we can get past how awkward and awful people immediately think about, hey, please scan my body. There is, there, there, there are many. Well, it's not, they're not making anybody do it. It's a voluntary study. Sure, sure, sure. But there's, the, there, Amazon's ability to build this in and, and their ability to make this better will be dependent on people using it. Because yeah. the, the, the aggregate data is going to be the most important and impressive uh, in a world where a lot of other people would want to do this. What I'm curious to see is beyond uh, uh, this trial, what is the home version of our game for this? Because I agree with you, uh, Sarah, that when you really think about it, our bodies don't change all that much. And yet, because of our culture and, and how we think about stuff, we constantly uh, think there's more of a hesitation because, oh, well, what if my body changes one way or, or, or another? Now, all of a sudden, I'm invalidating that data when really, you're correct. The more you get, the more it could even adjust, you know, to, to know like, hey, you've been ordering 
a lot of uh, <laughs> you know, highly caloric <laughs> food. Toilet shakes. Or, yeah, or, or, or you're on the ketosis diet. Between Amazon groceries and Whole Foods, we know exactly how much you've been eating. Exactly. Yeah. There, also, there are a lot of diets. You might gain a lot of weight. You might, you know, become pregnant. I mean, there's, you know, bodies change. That's- exactly. But in reality, they don't change all that much. And and you could gain a tremendous amount of data by doing this. However, mm-hmm. the question I think still remains, uh, uh, specifically in this world of, oops, we uh, uh, left our le- left all your passwords open on a laptop and Twitter. Uh, and 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 the Facebooks of where we are in a more literate uh, world of data privacy. Do we want that data out there? Oh, like like some there's going to be a body weight breach. Yeah, uh, and Amazon, all the participants are going to be you know mortified. And- Amazon's new partner Emmer Data, for instance, comes along, and <laughs> uh, yeah, I a, a few thoughts on this. One is just the idea that i wouldn't have to guess if this company's large is really large you know is, is this is this size 4 really a size 4 i think that is helpful on its own i think that collecting all this data to create a machine learning model that could then use the amazon echo look which remember they they've kind of been just you know pushing that out there to try if suddenly the look can look at you and say oh based on all this research we've done we have a pretty good idea what your size is uh, that's huge, but it all rests on what Justin says. We hate to keep going back to that, but until we trust, it's not about volunteering anymore. It's not about saying, Hey, I am opting in. It's about I'm opting in. And then I want control over that data. I want to be able to take it back. I want to know exactly what you're doing with it and who you're sharing it with. And look, there's some people that want to step on that scale in the front of the publics. And there's some people who would rather shoot themselves. And uh, that I think is a very, very thick dividing line. I do. I, I really do think, you know, I, there's, and we're going to have to see this in, in, in action with Amazon and I'm sure a lot of other companies will follow suit, but there's a difference between someone being like, Oh, I'm a size six. It's like, yeah. well, what kind of size six are you? And so the 3d scanning model, and I know that there's a creepiness factor and it, you know, we're going to get past it or we're not, that is really going to come in handy because yeah. You know, no two bodies are the same. So if you can get a pretty good idea of what you're going to look like in that bathing suit without having to go to a dressing room and cry and cry, that's what happens (laughs) when you do that in real life. One of the reasons I subscribe, one of the reasons I subscribe to the Mr. Collection is I bought a pair of, I got a pair of pants for them that fit. And I'm like, okay, their measurements work. The brands they work with work. I'm not messing with that because finding pants that fit is impossible for me. And I hate trying on clothes. It's the worst. I, I do think that there is a valuable lesson to hear that I think it is probably more valuable for women's clothes than it is for men's clothes. I think women's fashion, maybe anecdotally uh, for, for, for me, seems to be a lot more particular and variable amongst different uh, uh, brands. And not to say that it's not the same with men, but men seem to have less of an issue with it. Hey, thanks to everybody who participates in our subreddit. You can submit stories and vote on them at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com and facebook.com slash group slash dailytechnewsshow. Let's check the mailbag, Sarah. Greg Lane, who says he's not related to me, but how would you know that, Greg? You probably are in some sense. Says, uh, <laughs> actually, it had, had this 
really interesting email. It says, probably flew under the radar. It doesn't affect end users directly. But Google Maps has just become Google Maps platform with a big price hike to developers and integrators. The old system provided about 25,000 free impressions per day with extra impressions billed at 50 cents per thousand. The new system provides 28,000 free impressions per month, less than 1,000 impressions per day, with extra impressions billed at $7 per thousand. Huge hike. I run a site that makes extensive use of Google Maps. Under the new pricing, our charges would go up from $70 a month to about $6,000 per month. No way we could afford this, even with the volume pricing they've leased us with. So we'd be switching to OpenStreetMaps with uh, Leaflet. The impetus seems to be to cash in on apps that make extensive use of the API. Think Uber or others who rely on mapping. But... For other companies, obviously, going to be an issue. This might actually be a positive. It'll invigorate interest in OpenStreetMaps or maybe others, which has been languishing for a few years. Also expect Uber, Lyft, and other location-based apps to invest in their own mapping solutions. They're going to have to at this point. You know, it's too expensive. Thanks for the show. Keep up the excellent work. Thanks for the insight, Greg. And uh, yeah. yeah, I hope this does uh, bring I, this some This is more- not something like I hadn't seen anything yeah, about yeah. this before. But that's, uh, an, that's an insane price. And right? also Uber has been investing in their own map stuff right yeah right. I, I seem to remember that that was something that uh, so are been... some of the car companies as well they teamed up on buying nokia's here platform so yeah yeah. yeah yeah well yeah i mean when licensing deals go up like this a company really has no choice especially if you're big enough to be uber and you know have your own development i, I do think that there is just a general thing that we have seen on the internet as kind of the the rise of the prosumer has uh, uh you know things have flattened out with so many tools available on the internet that you've really seen enterprise pricing become more of a tricky wicket because the line between who's the big cash cows and who's the the plucky startups that might eventually become a cash cow are becoming thinner and thinner. Well, Justin Robert Young, always a pleasure to have you on Thursdays and sometimes Mondays and, you know, other days as well. Tell folks what you've been up to since we saw you last. Well, you want to know what I have been doing? I'm glad you asked. I, I've been writing this free political newsletter. See, uh, every morning right there in your inbox, you get five, maybe more stories. Uh, and, and listen, I'm not going to bore you with uh, some gigantic war and peace screed. Uh, uh, it's going to be just the facts, maybe a little hot takery in a sentence or two, but mostly gifts. And most of those gifts are from the Chappelle show. So if that's interesting, <laughs> then what is the you go ahead and sign up? It's free, free political newsletter. Dot com. Uh, in all seriousness, it's a great way to keep in in the know with the political scene without having to dive into the garbage dump that is uh, uh, so much of where people read about politics uh, every day of their lives. Thank you to every single patron who makes this show possible. Uh, as I mentioned yesterday, we do have a line on a, on a bonus video involving a tarantula that hopefully I'll have uh, ready sometime next week to thank you for hitting our monthly goal of at least one patron more than last month. Also, we just added DTNS baseball caps yeah! to the Daily Tech News Show store. Uh, they'll start shipping out on May 17th, but you can go ahead and order them now. Uh, and in fact, if you're a patron, look at today's column post. If you're at the $5 level and above, might be a little more information about getting a discount or something in there. Uh, but check that out, dailytechnewsshow.com slash store. Hat Friday just got more mm-hmm. fun. 
least for me. Our email address is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. If you have a suggestion of what we should put in our store next, we'd love to hear it. We're live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2030 UTC, and you can find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. Back tomorrow with Nicole Lee from Engadget and Len Peralta illustrating. Talk to you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. (laughs) Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. From a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.